0: Oh, this is a great one. I was so delighted to have Grossi Pelosi on. If you don't follow his page, he's pretty wonderful. We focus on many of the same things, food, family, and making a difference. And he's a rainbow loving guy like me. I am so delighted to be with you here. Now, of course, your name is Dan, and I'm going to have you introduce yourself to me. You are Grossy Pelosi. I
1: mean, that—that's yeah. who you are. So, that's who I am to so many people, and it makes me so happy because it's such a fun, crazy, ridiculous nickname that I've had for 20 years now, and here we are. It's become my brand name. So, I love it. It's so fun.
0: So you've got this fabulous page, you know, a food family, mom to many. uh, (laughs) You're all about rainbows and making a difference. So, you know, we start start from there because let's face it, we got a lot in common.
1: We do. I think, you know, I really think that we're simpatico and that makes me so happy. And when I see you, I have so much joy. And I've told this to so many people, you have to follow Terry at No Crumbs Less because her voice alone is the most soothing thing. Like just listening to you and hearing your voice is just pure soup to me. So thank you for that. So amazing.
0: Thank you. I mean, it's funny because I don't like you know people don't really like their own voices, and and so uh, yes, and I and so when my kids discovered that people like loved my voice, I mean it was yeah. like what is shocking about the journey. I would say uh, people liking my voice. I mean that's
1: yeah. Whatever. No, it's amazing. I don't like my voice either. But, you know, people people message me all the time and they're like, I just love listening to you talk. or, you know. And I'm like, well, that is so great. That makes me happy. Because my roommates, on the other hand, are like, will you please be quiet? <laughs> I, love it.
0: I love that you've got roommates living amongst us. Tell us about they're,
1: your page. J- tell us about um, your page. So my page, you know, I'm a little bit over a year into sort of having an audience um, and people looking at me at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, pre-pandemic, I was sort of just a weekend cook. I grew up in the kitchen. I cooked on the weekend with my mom and my dad. I didn't go outside and play. I didn't have sports games. I wanted to create with my family in the kitchen, my mom, my dad, my grandparents. So as an adult, I spent my, my time on the weekend really just creating and cooking. Now, I had um, a day job where I worked in Manhattan. And, you know, I, during the week, it was really hard for me to cook At that level. So once work from home started, I was cooking meals seven days a week. And so many people, especially people who are, you know, working in the city and weren't cooking for themselves, didn't know what to do. So me visibly cooking an Instagram story, which you do as well, people started finding me as sort of a source um, for support and how to do this, how to get through this pandemic together. And so they were asking me really great questions. And I was sharing really simple things like how to make the best tuna sandwich, like things that you share, how to fry an egg, how to cook chicken. And they found me and they're still finding me. I mean, I had like 7,000 followers a year ago and now I'm at like almost 66,000. Like it's amazing. And I've launched a website and I've launched a product line and I'm a Pinterest creator and sharing stuff like you are. And it's just become what I do now. It's, it's beautiful. And it's all through like this, crazy time of this pandemic so it's a it's really I'm really lucky
0: one thing I think you know that we have in common but something that I really love about you is that you're like you're you're joyful you're having a good time you know you're welcoming it's like everybody's welcome come on over here Um, and I think that you have such a broad appeal to like you know to like to like a regular person
1: you know yeah and that's the thing too is like You know, I'm not a professional chef. I didn't go to culinary school. I grew up in a house that their joy was expressed through cooking. You know, I tell people I grew up in lockdown. Like, we cooked all the time. We didn't go out. We didn't go on big vacations. Like, this is what we did. And so I am the one who who hosts dinner parties. I'm the one who people hang out at my house throughout my entire life, my childhood, my adult life. I've been the person that people gather around because I think what I love to do is just create really simple experiences for people that aren't hard to replicate. And they aren't like, crazy expensive or mind blowing sort of this like approachable kind of um environment that I love to create and it's like fun and I, my apartment is full of color and my kitchen is just got like that rainbow books and it's just like really really fun and I don't profess to be a professional I'm just cooking with everyone else you know
0: people often say you know how did you get started and I'm like frankly I'm a gal that likes to eat and it begins yeah. with uh, you know 100%. I like to eat and yeah. I'm self taught because when you like to do something. It's fun to learn about it. You know, my mother was a person who loved music and she sang and she had a band and she taught, you know, seniors how to, you know, play instruments. And it's not because my mother was the best musician. It's because she led with her passion. It's what she wanted to do. And, you know, absolutely, we get to a point ourselves. It's like, yeah, that's what we do. We're teaching people to cook. And by the way, we we didn't learn professionally.
1: No, absolutely. And I think that makes us better teachers to people who aren't professional cooks because we understand what it's like to sort of like, come at it from like, you're just trying to create a meal to feed yourself. You're not trying to make a restaurant or cater a party. Like you're just really trying to find joy in the everyday, which was so important always to me, but more important in the past year where so many people are having to do that. For the first time, I learned so much about people. Some people don't have a home that they feel comfortable in. Um, they don't know how to, to stock a pantry. They, did, they weren't raised that way. So what we are good at are those things. So in a year when people were spent at home, we were able to help them feel better at home in many ways, which is really cool. And I feel really lucky to have that skill set to share in my own way. How do you, you know,
0: um, do this, right? Because you're, you have a day job, right? And you are, you're in fashion. Am I correct about that?
1: Yeah, the the Ann Taylor brands, um, the, um, you know, the loft, the Ann Taylor. And so I'm really lucky. I have a really great team. Um, I'm super, super lucky that, um, I've always worked with people who've trusted me. I I'm productive. I get my work done and, you know, it's really easy to be on a zoom call and pop something in and out of the oven. Like, you know, I can, I'm a great multitasker. I can do a million things at once and cooking is the easiest thing for me to do. So you do this all day long too. It's like, I can, I can manage something, cooking something and five other things at once. So it's not stressful for me. I mean
0: totally. And so, you know, people are always like, you know, where are your Instapot recipes? I'm not an Instapot person and I'm not and I'm not you. and I'm not, not criticizing either. anyone that is, right? You know, no, not at all. And if I worked out of the home every day and I was with the other dinner, but because I am home, because I cook out of my home, because it's my joy and what I love to do.
1: It, absolutely.
0: I like old I, spent,
1: I do too. And I spend hours cooking something, things that don't take that long. i love to spend a whole Saturday in the kitchen, just really kind of like, and people always say like, oh, I, I overcooked my cake or it got it burnt. And I'm like, well, when I'm baking something, I'm staring at it. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I, I like to dote on my food. I like to really get in there. And I understand that not everyone has the avail- um uh, isn't capable of doing that because we all have so many things going on, but it really is that source of joy and I'm comfortable in that space. So um, it's just so cool. I feel so, so lucky
0: and i know that you are both italian and portuguese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how has that sort of affected like your palate or the way you cook or your cooking
1: oh my gosh well i mean that is really culturally those are two really really strong food cultures so Being Italian-American, I mean, my family, like my grandfather, who's 99, Bimpy, he's sort of a legend with my community. You know, I grew up like in his basement kitchen. They, My grandparents, both of them, their basements were full kitchens with like a whole pantry that looks like a New York City bodega and like five freezers, a lay down one, a kitchen where like they were just making messes. They had a full kitchen upstairs, but no one ever used it. It was like, they dedicated an entire level of their, of their house to spending that time and creating in that kitchen. And that's where I grew up. Um and be and that's an, that's a, a, a very much a cultural thing and, and it shaped kind of how I learned how to spend my time. And and I also learned what food smells like. You know, it's not just what it tastes like, but I know when my marinara sauce recipe is done, when it smells like my grandfather's basement, you know, and that was the journey of figuring out how when I moved to San Francisco in my twenties, to make my grandfather's marinara sauce, it was all just like this amazing sensory experience. So really growing up around those cultural traditions and those strong food um, people, um, and those are the people I'm on the phone with now. I call my grandfather, I call all my Marias, I ask them all the different ways they do things. And then I take a lot of the stuff from my childhood and I make my own recipes from it. So I'm really trying to bring those stories to, to the present through my lens.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm always bringing sort of those stories forward. I mean, for me, it's like stories of my parents. My mom gone 21 years. My dad Mm. got about seven. And it's like, how do I, you know, forever present, bring them to my table, bring them to my life? You know, I've got my Fred and Patty bowl. So I get to say their names every single day. Absolutely. My mom's symbols are roosters. So I get to put roosters on plates and I get to look at roosters and embrace rooster nap. I think our stories
1: and where we come from is so important. It really is. And it's become sort of what I'm known for. And it's people, you know, I went, it was my grandfather's 99th birthday a couple of weekends ago. And I, and I went to visit him for the first time in a really long time. And I brought him a frozen lasagna, frozen baked stuff shells. I brought him, I made my vodka sauce for him for the first time, because he hadn't had it. And I shared all these videos of, of him and people were just like, that your grandfather is now my grandfather. Like I am, you know, like they, some people didn't have grandparents. Like they connect because we share. And I'm an oversharer. I mean, like, I you do your I'm the <laughs> biggest oversharer. Not as big as you. You you give a little bit more than I do, but but I'll talk to the wall. I mean, like, I'm a chatty Kathy. So um, it's not hard for me to share these things. I'm just sort of living my life and it feels natural. But people's responses are really beautiful. So it's 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 awesome. I'm so I'm so lucky.
0: I, uh, my, my, although my mom's gone 21 years, her band, she had an all girls hillbilly band and amazing. none of them even played instruments. The other, other than my mother, she was like, do you want to be in a, a band? And they were like, okay, well, let's take music lessons. And, yeah, I, yeah. and just so, you know, the band is like, the women are in their eighties, the band's gone on, they still operate. So, oh you know, my gosh, you know, that's amazing. So when I go and I see at the mother-daughter luncheon every year, or, you know, I see them, people are so, and then they sing, you are my sunshine, people oh. just cry because it's so deeply yeah. touches. And I think here, my mom's <laughs> been gone 21 years, but I still have all these extra mothers. They came on the book tour. They love me. I love them. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and yes. we're lucky to come from that kind of love.
1: Absolutely. And I think that like, because I'm sharing the recipes that these women made for their children and their grandchildren, um, I'm sharing them now as sort of like this new thing to a new generation. But these women write me, and they are—they're my tribe. Like women who are mothers and grandmothers. Um- That's why I built my website because I was sharing stuff on Instagram and I was like, I need a website because people would message me and say, my mom used to make this, my grandmother used to make this, she's not on Instagram. But I wanted those women to be able to be in conversation with my recipes. So having a website and Pinterest have been really, really helpful to getting the visibility to um, slightly older generations of, of women and men who cook because they know, like I shared ambrosia salad the other day, which is like the most ridiculous recipe ever, but it's so fun because it's one of those like, crazy recipes. You're like, why is this on the table? But it's delicious. I can't stop eating it. It's Cool Whip. Like who eats Cool Whip? But it was like, people were like, this is the best, you know, it's really last, cool.
0: Last year, I made my mom's ham salad. And it, it, to me, it's like my childhood. It's yes. my mother. It's love. And yes. there was somebody who, you know, and you know how sometimes people feel they must tell you when they're looting the page. It's like, uh, honey, don't tell okay. me just, you can go. There's no, it's not oh, an error. Yeah.
1: See you later. Yeah.
0: So the woman was like, um, well, I'm leaving the page. And by the way, your ham salad isn't all that. And it's like, well, that's, that's
1: fine. Fine that's fine. And all that, it's all that that to me because of my memories with it. Yeah. Uh, And we, we make, we make a similar, we make the, the Thanksgiving cranberry jello mold. We have a similar recipe. My aunt would make that. And I think your sister makes it right. Am I right? And every time you share that, it's like, that's one of those things where people are like, what is this? And I'm like, listen, it's a memory. It's a, it's a, it means a lot to me. I'm sharing it with you. Maybe you'll create a memory with it too. And if you don't, that's okay. Like I'm, we're storytellers, you know, and that's what's fun and that's why I think hopefully that's why people like us and want to hang out with us, you know.
0: And what do you do with, you know, what, what like we just the, you know, awful people that come and just like want to spread hate or let us know that Jesus doesn't love us or something? What what do you do, <laughs> do,
1: you do about that? Because I've hey, had I've had a little bit of that. Are you telling me Jesus doesn't love me, Terry? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I know Jesus <laughs> loves us. <laughs> no, 100%. I'm yeah, I'm totally kidding. Um, But yeah, no, I, you know, it's really hard. I take things really personal. It's been a year of me sort of having like this big audience. It's not as big as yours, but it's, it's growing. And it's, I have to really stop. Like I have to, if I get a comment that isn't, positive I have to really really stop myself from saying something and I never say something really negative I'm not mean but I I take this to heart and I want to say to them like like someone said I would I put raisins in my meatballs it's my family tradition people are so upset by it and I'm like listen you you don't have to put them in I don't want to hear if you don't like raisins that's okay and I say this is a really important family story to me I'm sharing it with you it says raisins optional next to the recipe that's fine I, I try and like sort of tell them the response I wish they would have given to me (laughs) um and then I'm like I'm a mom again so I should just ignore them but I like you respond to every dm because we're crazy we're crazy Um, someone the other day I put I put Crisco in my my recipe that was my grandmother's and I'm like you can also use butter and someone wrote me Crisco kills people and I was like so use butter I put a substitution like you know I, I don't really know what to say to some people but I try and just keep it really positive. Positivity goes the longest way. Like it is the most free and easy thing to do. And if you could just keep it positive, that's that's the win, you know? I love it. We'll be
0: right back with more No Crumbs Left Table Talks.
2: So here's the tea. People might not actually know that you and Grossi kind of became close because he's a real No Crumbs Left pottery enthusiast and he loves the Rainbow Collection.
0: Totally loves the Rainbow Collection. Loves the whole nesting set. And he loves the new rainbow mug. And by the way, who doesn't love it? We just basically want to tell people, No Crumbs Left Pottery is awesome.
2: And I think that you should be looking at the shop. Otherwise, you might have a little bit of a sad time, I think.
0: It's jewelry for the kitchen. And who doesn't love beautiful things in the kitchen to make your life better? And I know that sounds like an over-exaggeration, but I don't think it is.
1: Let's go. When is your birthday, by the way? What's your astrology? Oh, come on. You could tell. I'm a Gemini. Oh, you are a
0: Gemini. But why would I know you're a Gemini? Because I I mean, because you've got the two sides. I...
1: I think it's because I'm an extrovert, like a big time extrovert. But I also like I guess you wouldn't know this about me, but I like disappear. Like I will go into silence for like hours. Like if I'm home alone on a Saturday and my roommates aren't here. I won't speak a word until like 3 p.m. because I'll just be in my kitchen, I'll do cook. I, I wake up every morning and I like reorganize the kitchen, I reset everything, I take a deep breath and then I sort of have this really alone time. Um, But yeah, the the extrovert in me has really won over this past year because I'm always talking to the camera. And what I love about you is you talk to the camera so much and I have to remind myself, Dan, like talk to the camera. People wanna to talk to you. You know, so I really, uh, you've taught me that because it's 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 really great. So I love watching you and, and listening you. to you talk. <laughs> you know, and, and the truth is we're just figuring
0: out all the time. I mean, this has been my year of health. So initially yes, like this that. was just for me. And it was like, you know, yes. but then you get on the journey and you start sharing and then people are like, oh, what are you doing? What's going on? And then we're like, you know, yeah. what? this is the content. The, the year of health, it is. it's where people it's at. I love it. You know, it's what's going on. And people are like, People are like, cause I like, you know, I like to eat 20% too much
1: at every meal. So, oh, oh yes. Welcome to the, yes, hundred percent. And you know, I, it's funny because I haven't really, I exercise, I have a Peloton, I'll do my yoga. People ask me, what's your Peloton name? And I say, I'm so sorry. I can't get, I, that is my safe space. If I have to start talking to you about what class I took this morning and you ask me every day, I will be like a wreck. So, um, I do think that eventually it would be good for me to talk a little bit more about my health and well-being. But I, you know, I'm, I, I really love that you are doing it, but you, it wasn't sort of like something that you always felt like you had to incorporate into your public presence, right? Because we all do these self-care things, but um, it, it's it's so interesting. And, and I struggle with portion control too. I mean, the only way that my great grandmother would, would like accept my love is if I ate the fourth plate of pasta from her dining table. You know, like I grew up, learning that the old that was the best expression of love and you know when I have but I have my friends over for dinner I do sort of sit there and wait for them to tell me how good it is <laughs> do, you know like yeah. it's like come on like tell me you love me that's how you're gonna do it so food is love and food can also be become a little bit too much love <laughs> Right. Yeah. so for
0: me it's so like you know it's not only it's like the food but it's like the water but it's the rest and the sleep and you know yeah, i'm, I'm taking a, i'm taking a 10-day social media break you know Yes. And, i'm so excited and by the way turning off the dms when i'm gone you know yes,
1: um, i saw that because i yeah i need to do that i respond to everyone and I want to, but it's a yeah. lot. I mean, my fingers hurt, you yeah. know. Thank, I'm so glad we can type DMs as of, of, you know, a year ago, but it's helped a lot, but yeah. And you know- What I'm, does that I'm,
0: mean you can type DMs? What were you doing- Like you could-
1: Well, I was doing it on my phone, but now you can just do it on, on your desktop.
0: Oh, okay. I do everything on the you phone. Know. I Siri all my messages. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. So I I yeah, I Siri. And okay. basically I walk around all day talking to the phone and people are like, She's talking to me, she's
1: talking to who's talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. My roommates do that. They're like, Who are you talking to? And I'm like, Do you yeah. think I'm telling you to buy my shirt from my website? <laughs> like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but yeah, it's really funny. And um Gosh, I feel like we could have a whole other conversation about like, I could learn so much from how you do things. I'm just a one man show. I just recently got someone to come assist me one day a week to do like invoices and spreadsheets and do a little bit of project management, like anything that's not creative. And it has been so helpful. um, And so lovely. And I just got a book agent and I know you wrote a book and I know you talk about that journey and how intense it was. And I'll be embarking on that. Hopefully Soon. It's it's wild. I never thought all of these things that I always wanted to do, I just didn't think would be possible. And and here we are. It's so it's so crazy. Well Anyways. I love to
0: think we can make up what we do. We do it from our home. We you know it's like yeah. you sort of make it up. It's the wild, wild yeah. west because it's yeah. all you know, and we're figuring it out all the time, you know, we partner with these different brands and like figuring it out and, you know, how to get, so what I love about it is like, we're a little ad agency also. It's like, we're making up the creative and, you know, the talent and we're, so that for me in many ways, you know, is, is, is the most fun part.
1: It's so fun. And I come from a design and marketing background. So it was really easy for me to create my logo, create my website, create my merch. I, I know how to um, take the photo, set the table, pick the plate, do all the aesthetic piece. So I was really quickly able to make it look like I'm like five years into what I'm doing, but I'm really only like a year into it. So um, I'm lucky in that respect that I have a design background and um, and, and those sort of things And, and brands come to me and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, you tell us, you're doing such a good job. Like, what do you want to do? And that's so, I mean, how lucky are we that people Want us to collab and co-create with them? I don't know that I actually would do it any other way. Like I would, I would feel weird if someone told me what to do. So no, we
0: we always say we're experts at our brand. We we Mm -hmm. absolutely do this and. We say no much more to what we say yes to because when someone, when they just try to like force a thing that feels unnatural or they don't want me just to yeah. be who I am or they feel like talking yeah. about the things that I talk about are not aligned with their brand, like, you know, because I'm not going to partner with a brand where I feel like there isn't a, you know, a socially conscious that they're not totally. caring about everybody having a seat at the table. I'm not, absolutely not gonna, you know, and, and I've had to say goodbye to brands where it's like, oh, you yeah. know what? it's like with you don't you know we've seen the last year and and our yeah. our, our goals our, our core values are different so you know just best of luck I mean then it, just totally to
1: and it's and it's it's really interesting to go on that journey and I have to say Terry like you sell your pottery like we are our own brands too and and I have this this t-shirt line that I have it's a non-profit line but it's it's amazing how much people want to buy things that I create personally. Yeah. Um and that has blown blown my mind. Um it's just been super super special um because they're not just here for the food, they want to they're proud of sort of being Part of our communities you know they want to say this is terry like i love telling people about my rainbow bowl or my my mug uh, that i just got which is so amazing and and sharing that and and knowing that people know that we even know each other is really great too and they're always like oh my gosh Terry's my favorite and it's just like it's it's really cool it's cool to have that community and it's cool to, to use that community to do good by working with brands that are doing good it's, it's exciting
0: And tell me about the merchandise. I mean, I have the Grossy Pelosi hat, the blue one. I have it in Michigan. I wear it all the time. It's my thing for walking.
1: Well, you're so sweet. And, you know, I was like, am I really going to put grossing on a hat? Like, what is that? But you wore it and you were like, people keep asking me what grossing means. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, It's really funny. But so so that merch um, is my for-profit merch, which I'm actually redoing right now because I was a little bit sort of like, I was trying to figure out what I should sell for profit, but my nonprofit merch, which has sold like 90% of what I've sold over the past year, um, really quickly when I started gaining an audience, people were asking for merchandise. And so I was like, okay, I have a full-time job. I don't need the money. I need to do something to help the world right now. So I came up with this pun, this two shall pasta, which is a pun on this two shall pass. And it was this idea that the community and the conversation around food that we've created, we can use that to help other people get through this pandemic. And so a community and an organization that's near and dear to my heart is SAGE. And SAGE is the nation's um, oldest and largest organization that supports LGBTQ seniors. And so for me, that is just like such an an amazing community. They're they're going through their second global pandemic. They've already survived AIDS. They're extremely self-isolated. They're twice as likely to have a partner and they're four times as likely to have children, which as we know, these are the things that get us through times like this. So I said, OK, I am going to sell these shirts and the proceeds will go to Sage. Um, Sage had to pivot really quickly to um, digital programming tech for these this community and also delivering meals. So over the past year, they've delivered like thousands of meals to these people who can't leave their house and my community at the end of 2020 donated $24,000 in total and we're about to do i'm doing like i'm calling myself my QVC push over these next two weeks i'm i'm doing a big push to sell more shirts because i'm april 15th is our one year anniversary of the um of the line and i want to make another really big donation um, so that are we over the course of the year we can say we raised so much money to help this community um and it's just such an important community to me. I love my grandparents. I love my LGBT community, LGBTQ community as I know that you do as well and I just think it's so important to really respect them and support them if we can. So Well, you can count me in for a
0: donation too. I love being part of causes that are important in making a difference and I feel like we, it's important for all of us to use whatever voice we have to spread kindness, you know, in any Absolutely.
1: Way Absolutely. It's been really, really cool. And I'm hoping to work with them in a bigger way this year. It's been tough because in-person events, as you know, you used to do, I was like ready to go to your event at the Soho House two years ago. um, And those in-person events are just like so fun and important so hopefully when they're doing more things they do a thing called sage table every year where they have like a national dinner party where they bring younger lgbtq and older lgbtq people together and over dinner they have these conversations that hopefully will sustain the relationships throughout the year to support each other so it's really really cool so um yeah so do you see this becoming a full-time thing for you or you're just
0: you're doing it one day at a time and you're gonna figure it out
1: i think it's gotta happen soon because if i don't do it um, I will never know how far I can take it because, you know, I need to own my calendar. I need to own my time. I need to have the ability to say yes to things. I need to grow things. You know, I want to do so many other things. I need to write a book proposal. So yeah, my goal is full-time soon.
0: And when you say book proposal, and maybe you can't tell us, but what is it? Is it a cookbook or is it a book about life
1: or it's a cook? It's a cookbook for sure. I mean, I'm trying to bring more of my lifestyle in, my apartment, my love of all these different things, my design backdrop, tr- my design background travel, but you know, people, the, the food caught fire and I think that that's amazing. So it'll be a cookbook for sure. And uh, my book agent and I are sort of just beginning to shape what that cookbook will look, will look like. So hopefully Absolutely. it'll be of-
0: I want you to tell me who your book agent is. I always love to hear who's people. Yeah,
1: yeah I will give you that. And, and you know, I have to say, I've given your gift, uh, your book, to a lot of people. And my mom recently is trying; she's finding out if she's gluten free. So I was like, okay, Terry's book, gotta have it. So she's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and and so. she can
0: direct message me if she wants some help with gluten free stuff and how to do it because mm-hmm. I'm many
1: years gluten free,
0: and it's yeah. It, it is, yeah, it is not hard. And I, you know, you feel I feel a million percent better, you know, than absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's and it, it's just such an amazing tool. So thank you for your book. Yeah. Thank you for all that work. It's just yeah. so cool. It's,
0: it's a lot and it's fun.
1: So I know, I know it's your, kind your kind of, final book. Go
0: ahead. Kind of famous. And I may do another book. I mean, I've had this whole thing yeah. 60 this year. It's like this thing about like, oh my gosh, well, you if I don't do a book now, I can't do it because like it's all over. And it's like, who says you can't when you're 65? Like, why have I determined Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, of course, these, you know, we when people are like 30 and they're doing a book, of course they're gonna do another one. I just don't want yeah. the pressure of feeling that I must do this thing to please everyone rather than I have my own calendar and live my life in a way that's yeah that
1: absolutely and you live life <laughs> in such a beautiful way and I think what's interesting is people always say where's your cookbook and I'm like honey go to my website that's yeah. my cookbook like do you do you like I love that people want a book for me but like my digital site is that's my catalog of recipes so um now of course I'm like finding out that I can't I have to save some recipes for my you book have to, I'm so like,
0: stop sharing any I recipes know.
1: Other than, I know I know am
0: there's a lot to catalog there's a lot they can already use but yes you you got to hold stuff back so that's important i know you're kind of famous for having some sort of parties and first of all i want to come i want to be invited but just tell me a little bit about
1: that so okay so my big so i'm like a pinterest mom in the way that i love doing the holidays so i love like an easter egg hunt i love valentine's day like let's make heart-shaped everything my biggest party of the year though is my annual holiday cookie party so this is a party that I've been having for like seven years now. Um, holiday cookies were just such a big tradition in my family. It was all these women giving tins and tins of cookies, swapping. And I have all my recipes and I've just begun to sort of share them. But every year I have a party and there's rules. You have to either bring cookies. and if And if you bring cookies, you have to make them. If you don't want to make cookies, bring a drink, bring whatever else you want to do but bring homemade cookies. We I have a 10 foot dining table. We roll out brown paper on it. We, I have Sharpies. You put all your cookies out in a nice little order in a little sack. You write your name, what you made and everyone just kind of circles around the, the table, eats cookies, talks. They ask each other who made what and it's just like a great conversation. It's sort of an open house on a Sunday afternoon right before the holiday. And I have a cookie decorating table too, right next to it. So I make a ton of blank sugar cookies and I have all, this like art project I just love like conversation around food and creation. And then at the end of the, at the end of the party, I curate all my favorite cookies that have been decorated. It's just like, and then my roommates make a little cocktail and I have a hot chocolate machine. The one that stirs the entire party and keeps it warm and has a little spout. It's just like so fun. And I don't know, I just love it. And it makes people leave the party and they're like, that was the best. And I'm just like, it was, it was so fun. And it's so easy because at the end of the party you just roll up the thing of brown paper and throw the party away it's I'm, like the best.
0: I'm sort of well known for my parties too. And I don't have them anymore. Yes. Literally taking the kitchen table, dragging it outside. Yes. Doing, yes. A, a, you know, grilling lobster, grilling strips, uh-huh. you know, having a Amazing. group of people, I mean, having those magical, like, you know, yeah.
1: nights. I have a picnic table on my front stoop in Brooklyn and my brownstone. And we put it out four years ago. We bought it like a kit and we built it. We painted it. In this past year, because of the pandemic, you know what? Like five other brownstones have tables now. And at night, we all have dinner parties. We're just starting to come back outside. Last night, we had dinner outside. I mean, it's so fun. I bring my trays of everything down. I know what I need. I have all my tools and we do it. And then we say, okay, bring it back up. It's, it's just the most fun.
0: And I don't know if you can answer this on the spot, but what would we be surprised to know? Or sort of what don't we know about you?
1: Oh my gosh, Terry, what don't we know about me? Well, I think I sort of said it. Well, so there's two things that people are surprised. One, I don't drink alcohol, like I don't touch it. Um, And that is not because of um, anything other than I don't like the way it tastes and I don't like the way it makes me feel. Um, And so that was a decision I made years ago and I've stuck with it. Um, And I tell people that all the time. it's weird because my vodka sauce is super popular, but you know there's no alcohol left in that. So, um, and the other thing I think I sort of said earlier is that I am, I do have a seriously introverted side, and I do recharge by just sort of like being quiet and being alone. Um, I think those are two things that I think you wouldn't get from me if you follow me because I just am constantly talking and creating stuff. So
0: yeah i didn't know the alcohol thing so that is definitely interesting i have and i yeah. happen to have sober members of my family you're not doing it for the yeah. same reasons you know yeah. I totally totally,
1: totally. and I have, I have so many sober friends and i think um it's just it's just something and you know, i didn't grow up my family didn't drink a ton of alcohol growing up so it just wasn't ever a thing i don't know it's really interesting but um i hope those were exciting enough for you i'm trying to think I if I like there's it. anything they else No, i like yeah. it i like it so where do people find you if we you can find, find you. me yeah uh thank you so much for asking so um my instagram is grossy pelosi my website is dan pelosi.com uh, and my pinterest is grossy pelosi so i would be delighted to find you in all of those places um and yeah and i always I like
0: to say you and i are rainbow loving you know, oh my gosh. Uh, take a free flag and we are waving yes. it. and so, yeah. Oh my gosh, That's-
1: color explosion. And, and I love Pinterest because I get to share all these other things that excite me. And I have all these boards about rainbows and collections of ceramics and textiles. And it's just so fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. We're just so, we're so lucky that I always say, I'm lucky that one single person cares enough to follow me. And that will forever blow my mind. Like if one single person and the fact that, you know, all these other people yeah. are along is just bonus, so.
0: Yeah. I love
1: cool. it. Thanks so much for being here. Yes, Thank you. What an honor, honestly. And I I've just been following you for so long and I just feel so comfortable um, when I'm watching you and, and now talking to you and when we DM. So I, I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you from this little guy over here. You're really uh, yeah. such a gem.
0: hundred percent support, you know, in support of your journey. Thanks everybody for joining us. We would be delighted if you subscribe to the podcast And have a great day. Come find me over at No Crumbs Left on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, sort of everywhere. Have a great day. Hi, Mom. Welcome to my after show. I'm delighted to be a guest. Thank you for having me. So, And and thank you for having me as a regular, by the way. You know,
2: I... (laughs) I really like you. I haven't had any other regular guests so far. So you are my only uh, regular guest. You're in fact, you're my only guest and I'm just so lucky that you consistently agree to be on my after show. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Oh, I loved this episode. I love grossy Pelosi so much. I I want merch. I mean, I'm really excited for the merch that he talked about that he did with Sage um, that says this two shell pasta. I just, ordered mine but I want merch that just says I love Grossi Pelosi
0: you know what he sent me a hat that says Grossi Pelosi and I love it and I wear it actually says Grossy, and I wear it in Michigan it's blue and it's got white writing and I, I wear it all the time I love it it's like really snug fitting and I sent him pictures I'll send you one but I sent him pictures with me in it and um yeah that's great and I love I just love him
2: We were just DMing and he, and we were talking about his grandpa because I was telling him about all the things I loved about this episode. And he is sending me a hat because he calls his grandpa Bimpy and he's sending me a hat that says Bimpy on it, which I, I, I mean, I could not, I could not be more excited.
0: And I love that he loves, you know, I'm a person who like, I love my grandpa Every summer, I went. And I don't think I've told you these stories. I went on a plane. I would cry from the moment I left my mom's house, you know, and because I was going to miss her so much. And then I would cry when I left my grandparents. I would cry the entire plane. And I went every day to Dunkin' Donuts with my grandpa and got like, got like a donut. And we went in with VW. And I loved my grandpa so much.
2: You went every day to Dunkin' Donuts.
0: We went every freaking day, the two of us, and and you sat at Dunkin' Donuts, and you we would get a donut, and of course I got two. Let me just and say, what what kind of donuts would you have? Oh, I don't know, chocolate probably. I mean, I, there's so many go. Who doesn't? I mean, by the way, I think donuts are one of the great foods of the world. Now I don't really eat them anymore, but donuts, I love them. It's like it's like childhood and love and just like mother's milk. I love donuts. Oh,
2: I love donuts so much. I, there are very few things I would wake up like really early in the morning for, but going at like five in the morning to the vault donuts in Chicago to wait, it feels like an honor and a privilege. And then when you get the donut and the donut is so big, it's like as big as your face and the whole thing is so good. And it's just for you. Oh, there's nothing better. It's the best. It's the best. Well, I'm feeling really good because, um, there's, There are a few things I love more than um, pasta and the gays. And in this episode, they collide, which, which Pelosi and I were talking about. Mr. Grossi Pelosi, we were talking about that. So the episode is now even more queer than it was before because I'm here. And that's just like kind of exciting for me. It's kind of the tea.
0: It's, it's the tea. And you know, we love just, I love everything about him. I love his enthusiasm, his kindness. And he's at that point still where you can reply to every comment and you do that. And then there's a period where you go, I love the comments and it's my favorite thing in the entire world, but you can't always, there could be 900. You can't always reply to everything. And I love that he's still in the phase that he's doing it.
2: Wow. I think of you still as being in that phase. And the fact that you're talking about it as if you're not in that phase is almost astonishing for me, but I'm I will let it
0: slide. You, it, I know. And I mean, I, I like to, and, you know, I respond to all those direct messages. I mean, I'm all about it. You know, it's all about a direct communication.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, one thing that I thought was fun was like, you know, for, for so many people, COVID has just been this like super uninspiring time, but I think similarly to the episode with Joanne, Joanne, the Korean vegan, of yeah. course, who everybody must know. It's like, Grossi kind of has entered this period of really like being able to creatively access all these things that he wanted to do and like food that he wanted to spend time making. And it's just I think that's like one of the things that really resonates for people is like in everybody when we're having when so many people are having like this creative kind of writer's block and like uninspiring time to see somebody like fully coming into themselves. It's like he said himself he went from 7,000 followers to 66,000 and his audience is so new as well, so i'm I'm really excited to see all the places that this is gonna be able to go for him, yeah, and I'm so excited about oh about the book or the potential for a book
0: yeah yeah it's it's exciting, and I mean, a book isn't everything, right, but I love just what he's doing, I love the platform, I love the joy he's having, I love the difference he's making i you know he's an amazing you know, ally. And he's just, you know, I think he's freaking fabulous. He's freaking
2: fabulous. I, one of the f- images that really stuck for me after I listened to this and let it sit is him talking about his grandfather's basement of like, you go downstairs and they had freezers galore. They had like, you know, stoves and ovens and freezers and, and, um, just that the smell that was coming from it was like, that was his grandpa's art studio. Like he would go down there to to create and it plays in, you know, so much to his childhood memories. And I took a quote, which is that he said, I know when my marinara is done based on if it smells like my grand, my grandfather's basement. And I just like, I, that was like the highlight. One of the highlights of my life basically was hearing him say that.
0: Yeah. Very cool. I mean, absolutely. And I, you know, we all have those sort of childhood memories. I feel like my mom's, you know, ham salad, you know, just uh, there's nothing like when my mom would make you ham salad. I mean, it's different, but it's just that same kind of thing. And that's the thing I think so much about cooking that people have to get is so much of it is about tasting and smelling. It's really important. I was at someone's house the other day and I could smell the salmon was about to be overcooked. And I was like, do you know what? Let's can we check that salmon, you know, and I would like to take my piece out early. Cause it's like, don't ever do the salmon. You're going to freaking ruin it. Um, but you know, so much about cooking is tasting and smelling. It's really, really important.
2: I think also mm-hmm. it's like when he gets into like talking about, um, raisins and how people are really throwing a fit sometimes that there's raisins in the meatballs. Cooking is a, a very much about tasting and smelling, but it's like, sometimes cooking is also not about tasting and smelling. And it's just about Family stories. I mean, of course, it's about tasting and smelling, but it's like sometimes it's like with the ham salad. Now, ham salad isn't going to be everybody's thing, but when you have it, it brings you back to that time of your mom making it and it feeling a certain way. And for him, he's like, In my family, we put raisins in the meatballs. Like, that's what it is. I, this is a form of storytelling. Is yeah. when I make the raisins in this dish, I go back to this place where I'm having this with my family, and that's why it's important. So if you don't like the taste, it's optional. But God, the fit people could throw over a couple of raisins that's just we must be very bored as a population I there
0: guess. you go yeah yeah we need a hobby <laughs> Raisins problem. Um, he
2: mentioned that you taught him about talking to the camera because he was like inspired by you and was like oh yeah people really do want to see people talking to the camera did that come naturally to you because in one way i think of it as coming oddly naturally and then in another way there's a way in which it's like so not. So I just want to hear your take
0: on that. Okay. I know what you really want to do. And let's let's just, I think we know each other well enough. I know you want to talk about when I first started doing stories and how unnatural it was in the beginning. I know that's where we're going. And this is the thing about being family. So go ahead and tell the story.
2: Well, I mean, there were so, there were so many moments, but I would try to guide my mom into a place. She would do these things like like, it was like she was a robot, would you say? I mean, I wish we could have a story just to even play the audio where you would be like, so we are cooking a, here, here we have a, we're making meatballs and start over. No, like, <laughs> and you'd be yeah. like, and I'm I just- I think, by the way, if you can then- go
0: back- I think if you can go back and figure out the date that Instagram stories started, I could find these stories and we could use them we because could they like were you were like mom you're a robot. Yeah, I'm 100%. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I mean was, they were yeah. just yeah. wild and Here's was, the thing. You go. <laughs> well, No, I mean, my thing is just that they were very inorganic in the in the beginning. But then you just realize you're just being yourself and there's no need to be nervous. And and I'm also really fine about saying the wrong word, which I do. I'm really fine with spilling something. I I don't it doesn't need to be perfect and curated and all of that. So I'm not saying we've never redone a story, but I am willing to be very imperfect on the stories and I'm completely cool with that.
2: It's funny because in a certain way, it's like, I guess this memory was in there when I asked the question, but it wasn't even really what I was thinking about. What I was more thinking about is like, when you're going out, like, especially in the beginning, it's like, you're just all of a sudden we're somewhere and then the camera is in someone's face or you're walking down the block, be like just talking to yourself on your phone, doing your little recording. And I remember watching you doing that and being like, this comes oddly naturally to her to be just Walking down the street, oblivious that people are like, what on God's green earth is this human being doing? And you're like, you could not care less. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, you know, and you were the one that schooled me there at the farmer's market where it's like, hi, I just go up to someone's face. Oh, can you tell me about your broccolini or whatever? And you're like, mom, you cannot just go into someone's face and do that. But my thing is, if, if people, if they have to practice, it's actually just much better to get it the first time. So I, then I was like, oh, do you mind if I do a little Instagram story about you? I'd love to, you know, and some people are like, no, I don't want to. And you're like, oh, you know, that's cool. But yes, you made me stop doing that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because the way people would look at you, like, is this person asking me, or am I being filmed? Like, what, like, what's going on here? I, I would just see people be so shocked, and I'd be like, oh, that they look a little, a little jarred. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and she with NBC uh, News. What is it? Oh my gosh! I just want to say hot news, and I just have to say this: it just came through, Colton, and now I, it, Colton has apparently come out. I know.
2: I was gonna I mean, bring it. it. I was gonna bring this up. I, I I wanted to start the episode with it, but then we started talking about other things. I was like, "Oh my god, how am I gonna get to Colton being gay?" First of all, oh my I mean, god, I, I we knew, I, knew that. I said it, and I don't know I that it, it. I don't know that it's a thing that people should be doing is like predict- predicting other people's sexuality. But we were doing okay. that, okay. and we were right about it. Um, but what I feel, and there was some you know creepy things that he was doing with Cassie, which anybody, no matter your sexuality, that's very uncool. We love respecting women, but I am very happy that, you know, this person who I've never met, who has clearly felt scared and been through a lot of things now feels comfortable to go out in a really scary scenario and, um, proclaim something that made him feel free. Like I, you know, welcome him with open arms to my community and I'm really excited. So that is some real tea. That's the tea for today.
0: Yeah, because you know we want everyone to be be able to be who they are, and you know for whatever reason that Colton didn't feel that Colton could, but I, anyway, it just came through on the phone, and it was like it seemed very appropriate. It might have actually been inappropriate, but well, we do like a bit of inappropriateness oh, too,
2: and we love like a gay celebration moment. That's just, I mean, I think yeah. that's kind of how the podcast started. So I, it would be only be fair to bring it up in my after show. Jeez, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for Grossi's book. I'm so excited for your year of health too, which we really got to discuss. And and I'm really yeah. excited about Grossi's merch.
0: Yeah, it's it's, I mean, merch is fun and it's great that he's doing his thing and he's also making a difference for others. And, you know, we got to love that.
2: Well, we're going to be getting some No Crumbs Left merch. I've been trying to pressure my mom, I don't know, maybe four years now to be doing some t-shirts because the people want t-shirts and I'm going to be hopefully in charge of of getting it to happen so we loved having grossy pelosi on gosh i would just love to go to one of his cookie parties and i can't wait to hug him when we finally get to meet one day mom uh thanks for coming on my after show it was a real a real gay pleasure here
0: a real gay pleasure and i hope you'll invite me again
2: i think you know if you're good if you're good you can come back and uh let's go
0: let's go